everyone welcome back to just, just a, a podcast. podcast we hope you guys are having a great wednesday and today we are going to dive deep into black history month because this wednesday that you guys are listening to it is the last wednesday of february so we wanted to do a episode about black history we're very excited and we hope that you guys can learn something or take something away from this episode all right we'll be back We're back. All righty. Let's get started. So, are we doing highs and lows this week? Or should we just go straight into it? I'm going to do whatever y'all want to do. You know what? Let's start off with just a high of some black person in society. What? Let's highlight, yeah, someone in society. Okay. That's something different. Okay, let me see. Um, I, I can start. Okay, go for it. I'm going to say Zendaya uh, because I'm just – I have an immense amount of pride in my heart for her, even though I've never met her in my life. But especially now with her, like, starting up projects, being executive producer of, like, Malcolm and Marie and Euphoria, the new season of Euphoria is coming out, and all of the different things that she's uh, – uh, ha- coming and coming out and producing right now, I'm just really impressed by her. She remains one of my biggest role models ever, and uh, I'm super excited to see what she has coming. And it, through all of these new developments and stuff, I still think she is staying true to herself, which is one of the things I admire most in her. So that's really cool. cool. Amara? Yeah, so mine's not necessarily a celebrity, but today, actually, um, a club that I'm a part of at School Girl Up had a Black History Month panel, and I just wanted to say that I really appreciated the conversation that came out of that, and I appreciated all of the lovely women from Diamond in the Rough and our school's woke club for, you know, coming out and, you know, talking about these issues that Black women face in the workforce every day and what it's like to be a Black woman, especially now, and yeah, thank you to all of them if any of them are listening to this. And I, I hope to see them soon in some of their upcoming projects. Yes, super nice. appreciative of them. They're always really great. Wow, very cool. Um, I'm going to say Maya Angelo because I have actually um, – maybe I'm getting my reading back. Amara will be very proud of me. But we had to read and AP Lit. And listening to the Audible and doing it every day, it just kind of became – like my nighttime routine and I actually like it. So I think I'm going to keep going with reading and read some of her books and yeah. What have y'all read from her? I've personally from- never read anything by my Me neither. Mother, but I would really oh, love you to. just you just chose- I would I would, oh mm-hmm. Oh no no no. I was just I was just saying I think she's a very important black author. Um you know, who paved the way for other authors, and I would love to read her books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm going to download an Audible and listen to her books, and I'm excited for that. I know and- at Caitlin's school, they read Beloved by Toni Morrison. Yeah, I was she- just about to say yes! She's also, like, a key Black author. Um, yes! So, if you guys are interested in that, I can also, like, I have a list of a bunch of books, fiction and nonfiction, by mm-hmm. Black authors that I have read. Or planning to read. So if you guys want me to share that, like, feel free. Because feel free to let me know. Because I think they're worth the time. I'm yeah, sure. my mom was just watching something about Toni Morrison. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, there are all these, like, black authors who just write in, like, a different way. Like, it's abstract. It's so and- lyrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would really like to read it. I think it would be something really cool. Yeah. And now that I'm kind of getting into like kind of my reading again or my audiobooks again um yeah i would love love to read their books and one more final black uh author that we just discovered pretty recently stacy abrams <laughs> hello i had no idea she was an author published eight whole books romance novels like 
wow. Stacy. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm such a huge fan of romance novels and Stacy Abrams, so I Perfect. should check them out. <laughs> That's awesome. Alrighty, so we're going to get started. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is what does this month mean to us? Kennedy, what does this month mean to you? Oh man, you put me on the spot right there. You flipped it right back on me. <laughs> um, For me, I just, this month is just very special to me because I get to learn so much about like my roots, about like my heritage. I get to explore like every single year there's someone new that I am learning about. And there's, there's so many people who have paved the way for me to be where I am right now. And it just means like just inclusion and learning about all types of people who have done so much stuff to let me live the life that I live. So I am so appreciative um, to all of them. And there's just so much more learning and growth that comes every single year. And I always look forward to it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I feel like I was very fortunate to grow up in a community that really valued diversity and inclusion. Um, So like in elementary school, I remember that we'd always talk about like Martin Luther King Jr. And we read his I Have a Dream speech on the announcements every Black History Month. And I always like grew up knowing that Black History Month was a very important month. And kind of as I've gotten older, I've recognized that I think I think its importance has just grown in my mind since I was a child. And I like specifically remember in ninth grade, we had a Black History Month like performance at school and they had read poems from Black authors and they had um, performed Seasons of Love from Rent. And like there was just this whole huge spectacle. And I was just so glad that like my community put the time and effort into educating us about Black History Month because I feel like if I had never been exposed to that since elementary like from elementary school I don't think I would have known how important it is today and I think that like learning about that kind of stuff and learning about Black leaders has turned me into an activist and turned me into an ally today and I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience. Yeah I love that. That's awesome. For me uh every black history month has just been like an entire period of me kind of remembering like where i've come from my ancestors important people impactful people um and honestly i've i've thought of i felt like honored to even have an entire month because i know like mark martin luther king jr has a day and then there's like well there was Columbus Day or whatever, but you get like these day long holidays, but this has a whole month and I felt honored. But um, this year it is a little different for me and I'm being a bit more reflective on it. Um, And I really do want to see the celebration that I saw in past years in this one month. I want to be able to see that for all cultures all throughout the year. And uh, so um, yeah, just thinking about it this year, I, I just want to make sure that there is just a push for this diversity and inclusion in every single month of the year because it shouldn't just be celebrated for one month. Yeah. Um, like, and so definitely. Yeah. Agree. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot like on social media lately about people condemning racial violence against Asian people. And mm-hmm. I'm just really glad that, like, even though it is Black History Month and we're celebrating Black people, like, I'm so glad that people are paying attention to, like, Asian peril right now because it's mm-hmm. so unfortunate to see, like, East yeah. Asian people especially getting attacked because of something they literally didn't have any hand in. Like, I, I don't it, – it really bothers me when I see, like, these stories of Asian men and women literally – passing away in some instances over racial violence and I'm, I'm glad that it's getting the attention it deserves because I really didn't mm-hmm. want it to get swept under the rug um because I remember it was happening towards the beginning of the pandemic and people kind of talked about it for a couple of days and then kind of all the stuff with um Black Lives Matter and George Floyd came out and I kind of felt like the Asian um peril was getting swept under the rug 
but I'm really glad, glad that it's being brought out now and like we're all standing together in solidarity like regardless of what race religion creed gender identity like it's it's really it really warms my heart to see so yeah no for sure I definitely agree. and also other cultures are being recognized for like full months mm-hmm. I believe what is it I don't remember what month, but there's like, month. Yeah, Hispanic Heritage Month and mm-hmm. um, AAPI Month as well, I'm pretty sure. I don't know there was an AAPI Month. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe there's a week or a, a day or something. I, I thought I saw something about it. Um, but everyone is being celebrated and that's... Oh, also, I really... Uh, so there's been a lot of talk about like people not wanting uh, stories in the media or depictions of whatever to be just about the slaves and just about all of the the strife and injustice, even stuff that went on in the 60s, all of that. And we want one, normal stories. So just inclusion in regular media, but also to be celebrated and maybe have uh, depictions of the way past past in where our roots are and then also like just celebrating things that are going on right now. Um, But so I think that is happening more often now as well. Yeah. I think a really great depiction of movies that um, kind of bring forward past influences of racism, as well as bringing in this new current of um, what's happening in the world are Jordan Peele movies. Like, Get Out, Us, um, and Antebellum. Mm-hmm. I was specifically thinking of Antebellum, though, because I don't know if y'all... I need to see that. I just watched that. I just Y'all recently it. watched it? I didn't see it. I did. Okay. Well, I remember I was watching it um, in the car with Caitlin, and the whole time, I was just, like, absolutely shocked as to what was happening. Like, I, I had no idea until right until the very end. There was this huge twist, and I was like... Oh my goodness. Like, I'm not spoiling anything, but it just reminds me of how um, Black people are still suffering today. Like, it's not as if it was just a a past experience. It's not as if slavery ended in whatever, the 1800s. Like, there is still serious racism and discrimination going on today. And I think that if you need a reminder of that, please watch Antebellum. Um, Please watch Mm -hmm. Get Out. Those two movies were amazing. Um, And I honestly think that, like, Movies like that, books like Just Mercy, books like The Prophets, um, that's a literary fiction novel about enslaved men. Um, It's just really important to get your education up on those in a fictional way, because I feel like sometimes nonfiction can be really intimidating for people. Like, you see this big stack of facts and it kind of looks like you don't really want to read it. But I think going through it in a more um, memoir slash literary fiction type way is a really great way to um, educate yourself as well as being entertained and learning. Mm-hmm. That was a great recommendation, Amara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree to agree with um, what you said, for sure. Another book recommendation, if you need one, Cicely Tyson's memoir. Uh, we were just talking about mm-hmm. her in our, I don't know if you missed this, Amara, but uh, in our event that we just had, her memoir was mentioned and it's a good one so yeah i really like memoirs like i i genuinely think they're such a great way to learn more about people and life in general without actually reading like nonfiction. because i'm not a huge fan of nonfiction. i think it can get extremely boring and difficult to get through but memoirs it's like you're still able to learn while you're also kind of experiencing more of a story like i would say that if you're interested in memoirs you should or interested in more memoirs you should pick up um in the dream house by carmen maria machoto and that's about um a woman who was in an abusive same-sex relationship and um about how she got out of it and like her hispanic heritage how that tied into all that um hillbilly elegy was a great memoir uh, i'm trying to think of other ones educated by tara westover like all of these are such great memoirs so you guys should really take a look into them if you're interested in learning about different perspectives because all of them have such unique perspectives on life unique but relatable at the same time if that makes any sense mm-hmm. all right cool all right so our next point we have honoring black women we kind of did this um at the beginning of the episode um but do we you know want to dive deeper into this yeah. 
Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so let's think. So when you think of Black History Month, I just want to ask this question. When you think of Black History Month, like, who do you think of? My first thought goes to Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. Literally them two. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Agree, me too. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I was just, I mean, mine, the first one is MLK. Yeah. Like, first one is MLK. Um, Malcolm X is up there. Mm-hmm. And Rosa Parks. And um, kind of along the lines of what Amara was saying, how she said, um, watching movies, you can really learn so, so, so much. I just watched Judas oh, and the Black Mulan. Messiah. What's the name? That is a great story. Um, yeah true story mm-hmm. that is a true story and it it just showed how like when you stand together like instead of fighting against each other instead of mm. you know going a- against each other people from because they were in chicago yep. correct okay i'm not gonna spoil i'm not gonna spoil yeah it. this is a true story um, like Actually, yeah, can't spoil the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but I I got in trouble for spoiling Ratchet last time <laughs> a little bit, so I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, they're in Chicago, and in Chicago, um, it was divided with different groups of people, and they were kind of like, well, what? I was just gonna say, like in that time, there were just a bunch of like subcultures, and so kind of there like you, you had the hippies, and then you had the people of this belief you system. You had the Black Panthers. You had all these different types. Well, there of were people. a lot of like mm-hmm. ethnic communities. I feel yes, and lots. Yes. So you you know about like hippies and then Black Panthers, but there's tons mm-hmm. of groups even within that of subcultures. Yeah. Right. That's just like the umbrella. So Chicago really showed that it had a ton of different smaller groups. And it seemed like they were trying to, you know, like kind of like do the same thing, but they weren't working mm-hmm. together, you know, and um, they ultimately came together and realized there's so much change that can be made when we come together instead of having our individual little groups everywhere and trying to make just like one change that you want to change. Right. And it was just. Um, you know, later on, as, as the movie developed, people of different races across town were all together and, you know, all fighting for, like, this equality. And it just really showed me that, like, man, like, when people get together, they can do whatever they want. We just saw it with the socks. The socks. <laughs> we, we literally just saw yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. Like, if what, what people want, no, they that is so happen. true. You are way more so, powerful in groups than you are as an individual. I mean, you have power you as an are. individual, yes. And, like, we are strong proponents of that. But, like, once you b- bind yourself with other like-minded people, like, there is so much change to be made. And I totally agree with you, Ken. Yeah, it one, 100% is. I just wanted to I just wanted to add that because it's, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Um, you guys watching it? I know Milan did. Amara, I have not. Have it yet? Is it on, it's on HBO Max? Then I will watch it because yeah. I have that. <laughs> you have to. You have to watch yeah. before the end of the month. It's a part of their little new movies thing coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I will. Yeah. I'll watch it. So it comes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it leaves March 14th. So I'll watch you it when I'm taking notes but, this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, but yeah, okay, that was kind of on a little tangent, but I just wanted to add that in there. All right, yeah, what do you guys think? I place a lot of, like, I, I, when I was going through, like, thinking about this episode and, like, what I wanted to say, I was thinking a lot about Black influences in art because I know that all of us are really Ooh. into music. All of us are really into supporting <laughs> art. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought of something that I would like to talk about. Okay. Um, music, supporting art, supporting literature. And I was just thinking of, like, the Harlem Renaissance and, like, rock and roll and like how all of these genres of music and art and all of that stuff was heavily influenced fashion fashion too is heavily influenced by black culture and I'm like so grateful that I'm able to enjoy and experience these things today and Milan please say what you would like to say okay um now I know we definitely so we're all 
we like TV and movies and stuff. Yeah. So we're going to have another talk about this and representation on TV. I'll go more in depth in it. But I just started watching a show called A Teacher, and it's with Nick Robinson and all of them. And I was just like, now that things have been brought to my attention, mm. when I look at different movie series or, or movie, movie shows, oh my gosh, <laughs> TV shows, <laughs> and movies i'm like okay where's the diversity where is everybody oh oh okay um and so i was already looking to see like what especially since it's a new show like where are all the people and one it's not very diverse at all and it just doesn't seem very likely that certain groups would be doing the same thing or like it was just weird and then also there were no people of color but they were using Every single song on their soundtrack was made by a black person. Oh my goodness. And I was like, how that just that doesn't sit well with me. How are you not gonna hire any of them, but you're gonna mm -hmm. continue to like skyrocket and just use this one person as it, it just I don't like that. Yeah. But oh, yeah. A show that I think that's really, really good with diversity and like colorblind casting is sex education. Have y'all mm. seen it? Mm -mm. it's on netflix it's, on netflix? it's, uh, it's a netflix original okay. that show is so good it has been mm. boosted up to my really? top five like genuinely Whoa. it I is so good it. i think um sex education accomplished what i think euphoria was trying to accomplish yeah really? um it was it's about so a good. completely different subject mm. matter though isn't it's, it? it's about a completely different subject matter but all of the same like undercurrents were there all of the social messages like i think it was relatively like similar similar scale um and it was a lot more funny too <laughs> like it was really funny but um i did finish did it finish i actually it? finished it over the weekend um it was amazing there were so many people of color in the main cast like eric mm. um the main character's best friend is a black um black gay boy and i think i know who that is i like him i love him i love him so much um there's yeah. another girl named ala i don't exactly know what race she is but she's not caucasian um there's an indian girl who plays one of like the it girls and i just think it's really cool that like not everybody was white and they were still able mm -hmm. to like accomplish such a great show like it was amazing and i think that like all of the diversity in there just made it even better because that's like an actual representation of our lives. Like mm -hmm. not everybody in our school is white yeah. and not everybody in the community yeah. at large is white. And there's not just like token, token minorities just like existing. Like it's, it's a very diverse pool of people. And I'm so glad that like a high school show that was centered around a high school and education and stuff like that actually had like a body of actors who represented a high school, that's you know? Awesome. And yeah, that's the awesome. storyline wasn't like about race, right? No, it's not at all. Them living, even if there's references or whatever, but it's just them living their lives. Because there were like no is. references to race either. Like no one had their magical journey into becoming a person of color, you know? Like it, it was all like the race was just a part of like, it wasn't, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it was like th they actually had other issues beyond their racial identity which i thought was amazing yeah i think um we are gonna have a show about i mean an episode with tv representation but i was actually um i was i was watching someone who was one of those like grew up you know um along like how we said last episode how zendaya grew up mm -hmm. with disney right um she grew up as like in that acting world she she got a big role when she was younger and then she was just explaining how um after that big movie had happened you know more roles started to come and she was getting older and then she started realizing like why were the roles so stereotypical yes. yeah you know uh -huh. like like that's what, why that's is that so hollywood too like, why can't on in netflix if you want to watch that yes really and it was just you know and she was she was just explaining that and just like why can't I just play a normal role without having to be the stereotype of what people think yeah. I act like, you know, because then it's adding to that mm -hmm. stereotype. And I, you know, I just thought I'm not a black actress, but actress, but Milan is. And, 
you know, you're probably going to go into more, you know, casting calls and things like that. And I really, really hope that the industry grows with that. And, you know, whether you're Indian, whether you're black, whether you're Asian, like, I really don't like how they will just automatically like, oh, yeah, you're this character because of this. And you're going to act like this. You're going to act like you're stereo- like the, the stereotype that yeah. people think. And I'm just like, what? And I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that um, that show is, is very diverse. Yeah, it was a great show. To, it, it wasn't even that bad either. I think you'd be able to watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We all know <laughs> like two, so. Um, what were you saying, Milan? It, it looked like you were saying something. Um, you know what? I'll leave that for the TV representation episode. So tune back in. Tune back in. Yeah. Okay. When that happens. Yeah. All right, you guys. We are near halfway so we're gonna take a little break and we will be hey guys it's amara so sorry for this interruption but i just wanted to come on real quick and say that this next part of the episode does have a little bit of technical difficulties with the audio we had some trouble with internet connection during our recording and it sounds like Kennedy and I are talking over each other in this next part. However, we still wanted to include this part in the episode because we think that we were saying some really important things and we thought that this conversation that we were having was necessary to include. So, yep, so sorry for those issues, but it's still manageable. Um, thank you so much anyway, and we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this episode afterwards. Thanks. Alrighty, we're back. Okay, so we're now gonna go into well, our little pod. I don't okay English. Whoa, <laughs> what our little project was for this month. So, as you guys know, you guys probably know Millie at this point. If you don't know Millie, it was our. Is it our last episode? No, I think two episodes from now. Two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, Millie was on our podcast. She's awesome, and she's one of our good friends, and she helps us um with our marketing and the drawings that you guys see some of them are from her at unfocused um and this month she actually and i think it was so impressive she reached out to me and milan and she asked um are there like who are specific people that you would like for me to draw and like for me to educate myself on and i do Mm -hmm. want to bring that up and mention that because that is it was just very impressive to me because um, Millie, she's Millie is Indian and she didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, like she didn't have to, but the fact that she went out of her way to learn about another culture and try to like embrace herself in that culture and, you know, and doing art um, the, the, the whole month, I thought it was very impressive and she's just an awesome person. She so, also reached out to me for book recommendations. So we stand Millie. See, yeah, we really Millie's, do. We she, really do. She's been a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think one of our merch shirts will say "We stand we Millie." Love Millie. On it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like an yeah, I love just, New York shirt. It should be "I love that, Millie." <laughs> yes. That's literally what I was about to say. Like those New York shirts. Um. So yeah, I just I just want to bring that up. That um, you know, and not even in just Black History Month, even the Hispanic Heritage Month reach out to people like people are willing to tell you about their culture like people will be more than happy that you are reaching out to them to learn about not just your culture but other people's culture and I just wanted to point that out that there's always something that you can do to learn um and yeah I thought it was very cool but I've been talking for a lot so Mm -hmm. oh yeah what's up I was just gonna say those are also like those are always the most interesting conversations just learning about someone else because sometimes you just don't even realize that your life experience is completely different than someone else's exactly yeah so yeah especially growing up in a community like we have it's you have to go out of your way I think to educate yourself and recognize that everyone's life experience is different yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so just someone want to go more into detail about what exactly this project was that we did? Yeah, sure. So basically, I kind of reached out to Millie at the beginning of the month and was like, yo, maybe we could do a little collaboration where you draw the art and we type up the captions. So we're both, you know, like learning something in the process. So, so far, the 
Black women that we have highlighted on our Instagram feed and that she has highlighted on her Instagram feed have been Maya Angelou, Claudette Colvin, and Dr. Mae Jemison. And we are recording this on the, like, 19th. Yeah, on the 19th. Yeah. So there's still a whole other week of Black History Month where we're probably going to have some more women that we're highlighting. But for now, those are the three that we've done. And it's been really, really cool, like, looking up figures like Claudette Colvin and Mae Jemison, who I had never heard of until I did this. And it was so interesting, especially reading about Dr. Mae Jemison, because I... What'd you say? I said, yes, Stan. (laughs) It was so interesting reading about her because when I was younger, I used to want to be an astronaut. Like that was my dream job. I went to space camp. I did everything. Yes. I love space. I still love space. I love Did you go on that spinny thing? Yes, I did go on the spinny thing. (gasps) Wait, what spinny thing? It's like um, a G-force thing where you like sit in the thing and it spins you all around because it it tries to like prepare you. I, I I don't remember. I was in like sixth grade, but I did do it. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, I've always really been into astronomy. So reading about her was so inspiring. And Miss Jemison, I love you. But it was so, <laughs> so, so cool um, researching all of these people. And it was so amazing to see Millie's art. Like, I think she depicted them in such an amazing way, um, especially her Claudette Colvin drawing. I love that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to do this. And thank you to Millie for, you know, consistently working with us and consistently doing these yeah. projects because I think it's really important that we're not only re-educating ourselves, but we're also doing as much as we can to educate our community because we do have a little community on Instagram. And I think it's really important that, like, we are a source of education and we are a resource for learning for everybody. Um as we are learning, we want you to learn too. So, mm-hmm. And just yeah. anyone, if you have, truly everyone has some form of platform. Like mm-hmm. you have people in your life that uh, see what you do or hear what you're saying and they like listen to it. And so mm-hmm. just, I implore you all to be that advocate, talk about the things you find important try and bring some education wherever you go um, because people will listen. Now, I do want to talk about Madam Claudette Colvin. (laughs) Um, Love her. She, I read a book about her because I had to do like a little book report. She, she, for summer reading, she was my nonfiction book Mm. that I read. Um, And so I had been done, been new about (laughs) Claudette Colvin. (laughs) and uh knew her whole story but now everyone is like oh my gosh did you all know that claudette colvin was like really the first person to start the the bus boycott and stuff and like she did it before rosa parks um and so yes that's really great i'm so glad her story is finally being told and uh that people aren't now just looking at her as kind of the reason that her story wasn't told is because she was she was pregnant without uh without wedlock and um she was also just a teenager when everything happened and they decided that rosa parks may be the better face for this type of movement but i'm so glad that claudette colvin is finally getting her recognition for this noble thing that she did um but i also want to say something that i can continue seeing is that the same people continue to get the recognition and it's the Mm -hmm. same people that are always talked about like how we were all saying we all unanimously said that martin luther king and rosa parks are among the first people that we think of when we think of black history month we are 18 17 18 years old we've been knowing about this month and even talking about it in school for years and years and years but that is always the first thing that comes to our head and it may continue to be the first thing that comes to our head but um so with this claudette colvin situation now everyone is just saying like oh claudette colvin is the the leader of the movement she did it first and that's like the brand new big fact but at this point it kind of feels like okay everyone knows about that Let's continue to bring more people's stories to light. Mm -hmm. Let's not just continue to focus on the same ones. Of course, celebrate them and remember them. 
but think about other people as well. Uh, so now that everyone knows about Claudette Colvin, maybe dig a little bit into your history books and see if you can find some more people. Do you have a person? Oh, I have a person. I do. <laughs> Let's hear it. I really implore all of y'all to learn a little bit more about Emmett Till's case. Mm. Have y'all heard of Emmett Till? Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've yes. all heard of Emmett Till. So basically, when I was in ninth grade, um, we read um, To Kill a Mockingbird and we read this memoir called A Long Way Gone by Ishmael Bea. And kind of in the process of all that, my ninth grade uh, language arts teacher, I love her so, so much. She had us read Getting Away with Murder, the true story of Emmett Till, the Emmett Till case. And it was basically just a nonfiction book describing the entire situation, how Emmett Till grew up, how he got into the situation that he was in and the impact of his um, death on the civil rights movement. And I strongly implore you guys to look into reading that book. It's by Chris Crow. Um, and if you don't want to read the book, that's fine. But if you, sh I, I, I highly recommend looking into the Emmett Till case because I thought it was so interesting and I was so happy that I got to know about him at a young age and the book is only like 128 pages it's not that long mm. in comparison to other books um so yeah i if you're looking for someone new to learn about i would recommend learning about emmett till yeah i yeah. i think a lot of people know his name and that that mm. was one at least i heard about in school a lot but not a ton of people know his full story yeah. um mm -hmm. ken when we went to the big black history museum in DC wasn't there mm -hmm. like one particular fact about him that like we didn't realize maybe I'm, I'm not quite remembering I'm what not... it was but also I don't, I don't remember yeah okay that's all right well that's a great resource to go to if you're ever in DC no. go to the Black History Museum what oh my go you scare me every time you're <laughs> scared I'm very excitable time i genuinely think like the floor is falling <laughs> like <laughs> okay um but but no actually i mean we we live in georgia but some a lot of people actually don't live in georgia and they can still listen to this and i highly 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 recommend going to the what is the exactly the Atlanta Civil Rights Museum? Museum? The Atlanta anymore? Civil Rights Museum? Not that one. That's a good no, one too. That's a good but one. No, we're talking I like about the new one. one in DC. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's in DC. I'm dumb. Yeah. Okay. Milan. While Milan is is looking that up, so actually, Milan and I went. It was three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, that was our freshman year, right? We like summer. Summer. Yeah, evening. yeah. So Milan and I went three years ago. And we remember people were saying, oh, it takes the whole day to get through this museum. So we were like, what? The full day? And then, and then they were like, oh, and you have to like, there's a lottery for the tickets. You have to get up in the morning to, yeah. to make sure yeah. to go on the website so you can actually get tickets. Right. Right. So we were like, okay, like a full day at one museum? Like, all right. And there there are levels. I forget the, like how there, many levels that there I are. I think there's four or five. It's the National four Museum of African American History and Culture. There you go. I have passed by there when I've gone to Washington, D.C. Have you? I have. Super cool. You guys, when I tell you, it was like three hours and we were on floor two. <laughs> like, we, we, we just, we literally just got to floor two. And it was three hours. We looked at our clock and we were like, that is so amazing though. Right, because it was closing time. Like we had to leave. It was closing. <laughs> it was literally closing. Somehow we got some tickets. We managed to get some tickets to go. But I mean, truly, it was just so, so much. And the coolest thing was just like how they had like real artifacts. Mm -hmm. Like they had real things from these people. And they were, you know, showing that and the way that they just had everything designed and made you kind of feel what they were feeling at that moment. Like the way that it was just like designed and the way that like you were walking through and like it was it would be different sounds. And for example, um, it would be like a a cabin because it was like at that time it was going through slavery. Mm -hmm. So the surroundings of you would be like a small little cabin. And then so it's basically like a maze, but you're seeing like these real artifacts that um, 
I guess people um, have given to the museum, you know, because it, it may have been passed along through generations. And now this museum became a thing and people are probably like, no, like I, I, you know, want my ancestor to be recognized. And I mean, truly, I want to go back. Ooh, yeah. I want to go I want back. to visit. That sounds amazing. And, yes. And it was also so cool how it, it was not just black people there mm-hmm. who were genuinely like reading and like just learning. It was a whole bunch of people and of, of all different races that were just like, whoa. And like, when I tell you there is so much that you can learn, like there is so much that you can learn even about your own culture. Like there's literally no limit. I, I just learned so much. And I mean, my parents are still in me you know, a lot about our culture and our ancestors. And I learned so, so, yeah, I hardly came across any information that I already knew. And again, like we were only on the second floor. We had not even begun to pass like all the information. Wow. Yeah. So it's true what they say. It is going to take you all day. (laughs) And Milan and I, we were like, (laughs) we're going to like, it's it's not going to take that long. And we look at our clock. We entered at two is about to be six. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I yeah. um actually went to the Atlanta Civil Rights Museum with my Girl mm-hmm. Scout troop when I was like hmm. really young. I was like in eighth grade, I think. And I remember learning so much from that singular day. But also I remember there was this one part of the museum where you could like sit on a stool um as if you were in, yes. a, yeah, as if you were in like a diner and you were there for a sit-in and like you could put your headphones in and you could like hear like mm-hmm. a realistic recounting of what someone had experienced. And I remember at the time I was like so frightened of doing it. Like I, I didn't do it because I was so scared of like, I don't know what I was so scared of, but I didn't do it because I, I didn't want to like I, I have no idea why I didn't do it. And I, I really regret it. Like, I wish I can go back and, like, experience that because I feel like it was something I needed to learn and I didn't get the chance to. So uh, hopefully when COVID is over, I can go back and I can experience that. But I was so scared in eighth grade of it. And I, I didn't know why. Like, something about it just, like, really frightened me. So I yeah, think I've that- learned more and I've grown a lot more. So I'd really like to go again. That was another great experience. Um, and I think a lot of these like museums and stuff, you can, these are great ways to educate yourself. And oftentimes you can get like free tickets and stuff like yes. that. The one in DC, yeah. it's a part of the Smithsonian collection. I don't really know what they call <laughs> it, but the Smiths, it's one of the Smithsonian museums and those are completely free to the public. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, there's there's so many things. I went to the Martin Luther King, the actual memorial place. No, 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 no. It was where he stayed. Um, yeah, it was it was it was where he, he stayed, like right when everything happened. And they like the, the room was still. Conserved. Like the room. Preserved. I don't yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they've touched it ever since. Um, but as much as we talk about MLK, as much as I like to think I I I know so much about this, I walked away once again learning so so much um about it. And yeah, there's just there's there's definitely no yeah. limit. All right. So our second to last um, thing that we did want to bring up is um, the day before this podcast comes out is the one-year anniversary um, of Ahmad Aubrey's passing. And, um, yeah, let's just, let's just dive um, into that. Yeah, so February 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was really jarring yeah. because we literally live in Georgia. Like it's not as mm-hmm. if it was some sort like sort of far removed um occurrence as if it happened like on the other side of the country. It was literally in our state and that is so scary to me that like 
-hmm. these kinds of violent actions, violent crimes are being committed in my home state. Like, I don't know. That was just- To this day. Yeah, literally to this day. And he wasn't even doing anything. Like, oh, it just makes me so upset. So upset. But I'm glad that, like, last year was a year of learning for everybody, including myself. And I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that um, we were able to, like, avenge his death in the way that, you know- we we needed to and i think um according to a couple articles um the hill the vice we can put them in the description but basically the citizens arrest law that protected ahmaud arbery's killers is finally getting reformed and i think that is such a huge step for georgia and a huge step for our governor as well because i i literally had no idea or i i I didn't think he would do that at all and I'm, i'm really glad that Georgia's doing something about this because what happened on that day was absolutely appalling. Me too. I find it so uh I I think one term that was really brought to light mm-hmm. this summer with like the black history, I mean black lives matter movements and all of that was systemic racism. Like so much of the issues that we're continuing to deal with to this day uh, that dealt mm-hmm. with issues centuries ago is because of systemic racism. Yeah. And so I just find it fascinating that laws like this are still in place that were from the civil war. Yeah. Like right after the civil war, it just doesn't make any sense. Some good resources for learning more about systemic racism yeah. For systemic racism in general, The Color of Law is a really great book. And if you're interested in learning more about systemic racism and how it applies to our criminal justice system, which is something that I'm extremely interested in because I'm a proponent of prison reform, you guys should check out um, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Just some more recommendations for you all there. but. And a movie recommendation, just for reference, uh, speaking of prison reform, is 13th yeah. on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, it should still be on Netflix yeah, by Ava DuVernay. YouTube, actually, because they made all of them mm. um, free to the public during the Black Lives Matter movement so people can get educated. So it might actually be on YouTube if you don't have Netflix. That's a really interesting documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that you know, Ahmaud Aubrey passed um, the way that he did. Um, but I just really hope that, like, we have to make a change. And just mm-hmm. like how I said earlier, when people stand together, you are, like, the people are powerful. Like, we are powerful. You're powerful, you're powerful alone. But together is great. It, you can really achieve a lot. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, educate yeah. yourself for sure. Um, even biases about, yes, you know, maybe even biases that you may not realize and paying attention to that. Yeah. And yet there are plenty of tests out there where you just take a test and it'll tell you that you have this bias and start to pay attention to it. Like you may have to make some changes too, that you didn't realize like, Oh, Whoa, like, you didn't realize that you you may have this bias. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it may take some personal growing. If you as guys well, are still interested in keeping up with Ahmaud Arbery's it's just um, so unfortunate case, that there is that going happened. to be. I'm on Runner's World right now, so if any of you guys are athletes, even if you're not athletes, to be completely honest, on February 23rd, from any time from Forever 23rd to March 3rd, um. A nonprofit, uh, the 223 Foundation, formed in Arbery's memory, um, is going to host a virtual run called Hashtag Finish the Run. So basically, like, through this, you can walk, ride your bike, um, run 2.23 miles anytime mm. from February 23rd to March 3rd to keep Ahmaud Arbery's memory alive. And if you do that, you should share it on social media with the hashtags finish the run and 223FDN. So I'm going to be doing that um, on February 23rd and we're going to post it on our uh, Instagram stories. So yeah, I just want to let y'all know if you guys are still interested in doing that stuff, which I think we should all be interested in if you're listening to this episode. 
But um, yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. We'll put the Runner's World article in our description so you can learn more about it and you can get involved. Um, yeah, that's a lot. But do we want to transition into talking about George Floyd now? Yeah, sure. So basically, we just wanted to talk about how um, yeah, George Floyd, his trial, in, into that, um, the officers are going to be on trial um, next month. So if you guys are interested in you know, hearing the outcome of that case and seeing if all of our efforts have paid off, I highly, highly recommend, you know, um, keeping up with that trial. Uh, there's an article here from The Hill talking about how Minneapolis is preparing their city um, for the trial. A lot of people, obviously, we know that there was a lot of controversy with the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer because certain groups thought they were violent, certain groups um, condemned them. So in order to avoid controversy, um, Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz is activating the state's National Guard to provide public safety and assistance um, to Minneapolis um, during the trials of the officers. And there are going to be 2,000 National Guardsmen and 1,100 other law enforcement from 12 different jurisdictions being activated. So they are taking some severe precautions with this trial. But yeah, I'm really glad that the trial is happening and I'm glad that um, hopefully something's going to be done about it because I really want the efforts from last summer to pay off into something good. Right. Yeah. Something I think is really notable is that they're still talking about this, still trying to do something about it and not just pushing it under the rug Mm -hmm. because people are going to remember that. I I really, really think there was Mm -hmm. a shift in America specifically uh, this past summer. And I'm not entirely sure something of Mm -hmm. that great um magnitude would happen if we weren't if we didn't have that period of like introspection totally beforehand agree. with the pandemic going on and everything and also technology that we've had like i'm i'm honestly really thankful for yeah. all of that yeah me too all right so the final thing that we are going to discuss is what does the future look like? Yeah. And so I think it's already coming on the up the and up, which is good. Um, um, like Milan said, I definitely think the introspection of last year, as well as the movements of last year have kind of opened America and the world's youth, especially to these kinds of issues. And they are actively fighting to make this a better place for not only um, black Americans and black people all over the world, but for, members of all races, gender identities, um, sexual orientations. And I I think that change is happening, but it is happening quite slowly. And I would love for it to speed up. But um, yeah, that can be done by like holding your elected officials accountable, like they're in office for a reason. So calling your representatives is how change it comes. Um, Continuing to protest, educate yourself, learning, because that doesn't end once a movement ends. Like, um, my life is not a fad. Milan's life is not a fad. Kennedy's life is not a fad. We're all important, and it's important that we keep learning about um, the things that happen to us on a daily basis, um, because it's different. It's different for everybody. Um, Reach out to your friends. um, Talk to people in your life that maybe you wouldn't have reached out to before, but now think it's important to yeah i think just like through further education and through people taking an active initiative to see this change i I think that's that's where it's gonna go it's gonna get better but we just gotta put in the effort to do so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think you really just said it all right there like you have to put in the effort speak up make a change change starts with you don't don't wait for someone else to uh, try to make yeah. a change. You Milan, make the change. And Milan, do do you have any closing statements? Yes. So with things like this, honestly, it's inevitable that it kind of just has to take time to work itself out because there's always there's always going to be injustice. There's always going to be 
um, bias. There's always going to be differing opinions. And I don't want for everyone to be completely the, completely the same. But what I've noticed is in history, things are kind of just gradually working out. I think I think definitively things are getting better. However, we still have a long way to go. Um, and it's going to take active work and continual work in order for things to keep flowing in that direction. Uh, but I definitely see change coming. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. But yeah, it is going to be, it's, it's, it's just a thing that's going to have to take time. But I do think it is, uh, it's going at a little bit of a faster rate because we have things like technology and ways to learn about office and law, legislate, legislate, legislature, <laughs> laws. Um, we have ways to learn about all of that stuff and get involved. And yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the people who have been trying to go out there and make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm really proud of you guys too. You too. Aww. Thanks. You too, Amara. Oh, we're all so proud. <laughs> yeah. And um, I definitely want this conversation to keep going. Like you guys, we um, like, just like how we just said, like reach out to people and listen if you want to come on this podcast and tell what it's like from your perspective, your culture, definitely we're going to have a Google form. Yeah, like that, within the um, next – well, it'll already be out when right. the episode comes out. So Yeah, so um, we will let you guys know when the Google form is available. But I think this conversation should keep going. This time it was about black history. Let's, let's, let's keep it going with, with other um, other races. Like there's, there, there's only so much that – like, come on. Like, why not? Yeah, if any Let's Indigenous Americans follow us, we would love to hear your stories. Because I, I personally don't know much about Indigenous Americans, and I would love to know yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's another great example of some people's stories who are just not getting told. We're literally exactly. in America. Like, what are we doing? Like, so please, please, like, I want to hear your story. I want to hear, like, your 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 culture and everything. And um you know as long like excuse me and so does like i'm pretty sure um, amara and milan right Absolutely. you guys yes yeah like percent yes like we just want to learn and you know this time we talk about our culture another time we can talk about amara's culture and amara can say what it's like for from her perspective and um yeah i just i just definitely think we should keep this conversation going and not stop here let's just go through like all of the races and different communities um, that are, you know, happening today. So I just want to throw that in there. Is this a series I sense arising? Honestly, I would I think love we should make for it. this to be. Me too. Me too. We did it. We did a, an episode with Amy, and um, she was talking about what it was like to be an Asian American in the beginning too. of COVID. Yes, yeah. Karen too. Mm -hmm. And they were speaking about that. And that is something I personally didn't experience. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I need to know, I need to be aware of what is happening so I can stand up for that kind of stuff because that is not okay. And so, there's, there's certain things that aren't presented in the news. There's exactly. certain things that aren't quite in history books that you just exactly. get from dialogue with another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So reach out to us. We'll be looking forward to it. That is your challenge. If you have something that you would like to talk about, talk about your culture, please reach out to us. And we would love to hear. We would love to have you in the podcast. Yeah, cultural identity, gender identity, like sexuality, anything. like anything. I am so willing to learn from you guys because I love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, we've had a pretty long episode in Milan gonna hit us up with the closing okay. statement y'all already know what it is uh <laughs> we're on instagram <laughs> we're on instagram at just a dot podcast that is one great way to reach out to us and also you can tag us and we can repost your stuff so just a dot podcast on instagram we are also on any listening platform 
where you can hear our actual podcasts and you can find all of that as well as our website and links to our shop so you can buy stickers. We'd love to send more of those out to y'all, but you can find all of that good stuff on our link tree. Everything is there. Linktree slash just eight dot podcast. Yeah, we look forward to hearing you guys' comments from this episode, so. Yes, I look forward to it. Don't let me down, please. (laughs) Don't let me down. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye, Bye. y'all. Bye.